0: Uh, last week we started our, uh, summer series on Romans. We call it Paul's Gospel, and then last week was Paradigm Shift. Uh, Paradigm Shift, it, it's a, it's a way of describing what happens when something, uh, comes out of the blue that you don't expect, and it just turns everything upside down. It turns your entire way of seeing the world, the universe, whatever, upside down. Uh, last week we, we kinda talked about, um, the, 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 Earth-centered universe versus like the, you know, the the sun-centered universe and how that changed the way people thought about everything. When they realized that humans weren't the, the center of the universe, and that was a paradigm shift. And then we said that what Paul experienced uh in and what he was experiencing in Romans is a paradigm shift. Uh Paul grew up, he was a Jewish man, he was uh he was kind of a, a hardcore Pharisee type Jew, and he had some very specific notions of what the Messiah, the, the chosen one, the anointed one of God was going to be like. And then when he met the Messiah, he realized that's not who I was expecting. And now I have to rethink everything. And so over the course of this series, I hope we're going to open up Romans. If you've never studied Romans, or you're new to Scripture, new to church, I hope that this is a way for you to get a purchase on one of the more challenging books of, of the Bible. If you've been in church for your whole life, and you've done a million Roman studies, I, I suggest that this is going to kind of blow your mind a little bit. It's going to be a different and fresh way of approaching the text. And what's so interesting about it, is that the same types of of crazy changes that that Paul had to undergo we still have to undergo today. And so um, today we're going to be be kind of getting a uh, like a survey sort of, of of the first and second chapter of Romans a, a section really Romans 118 through about 227 it's a, it's a section where Paul starts to address the problem. Now you may not know this, but all of us, to one extent or another, have an idea of what we think the problem with humanity is, okay? And we have some implicit ideas, uh, we have some ideas that are kind of like, we, we don't talk, we don't know them, we can't articulate, we can't say it, but they're kind of buried deep. And what's really crazy is that the, the answers to what the pro- what's the problem with people haven't changed. <laughs> the, the, the ones that Paul encountered, and we're going to see, are are like very much alive and well today, and we've probably bought into them to some extent. And what Paul's going to do is he's going to say, "Nah, there's something deeper." So let's uh, let's start it out. Let's start out uh, by reading the end of, of chapter one of Romans. I've elected to use the Common English Bible Translation. Um, it's it hews really closely to the Greek, but it's also easy to understand, especially since we have the kids uh, in today. So uh, let's 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 attack this. Verse 29. So they they are the pagan people, the pagan idolaters. We're filled with all injustice, wicked behavior, greed, and evil behavior. They're full of jealousy, murder, fighting, deception, malice. They're gossips. They slander and they hate God. They're rude and proud and they bat and they brag. They invent ways to be evil, and they're disobedient to their parents. They have no understanding. that Disobedient to their parents. Children, no. You will not be disobedient to your parents. It's right here. It's bad. It's naughty. We'll talk about it. They're without understanding, disloyal, without affection, without mercy. Though they know God's decision that those who persist in such practices deserve death, they not only keep doing these things, but also approve others who practice them. Paul's a cosmopolitan guy, he uh, he lived in cities, he traveled all around the ancient world, he saw a lot of stuff in his life. And one of the things that shocked him is that wherever he went, he found that people, especially people who had never heard about Yahweh God and, the, and the, the Old Testament and the Torah, they lived these crazy lives. And what was so crazy about them is that they did everything you could possibly do wrong. And not only that, they were proud of it. Uh, just highlight that, that last verse there. They not only keep doing these things, they approve others who practice them. Uh, really the sense of the Greek there is almost like, and they, and they urge on others who practice them. Because it makes them feel good, right? If, if they're, they're sitting there, they're doing all these awful things, they're lying, they're cheating, they're stealing, being mean to their parents. And it's so when they see other people do it, it makes them feel better. Alright, uh, high school, so I need Christian, uh, Chris, Riley, can you guys come up and, uh, can, can you help me set this table? Set this table. While, uh, while they're helping set the table, uh, parents, I, I'm, I'm gonna request, uh, three volunteers in the, like, maybe K through fifth range, but here's the deal. They have to be able to eat, uh, like, treats. So, yeah, like, you can't, and, cause I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, the peanut allergies and whatnot. I don't know. They need to be able to like do the right thing and not and not choose the wrong. They need to not go into anaphylactic shock is the bottom line. So so uh, and just spread it out, guys. Dump it. Dump it. Just get it. Get it all going here. we got a lot of a lot of fun stuff here. So um, parents, if you if you're if you're OK with your children. Uh, participating in in this, uh, would you please uh, raise your hands? We need three volunteers. Okay, Estella, grab one. Uh, yeah, Shiloh, why don't you come on up? Um, you, yeah, Haley, Haley. Okay, all right, all right. So Shiloh, which one are you gonna have, Estella? No, she's too old. Rocco, you're missing out on a. Okay, John, yes, yeah, send one of yours. That's fine. All right, okay. I need. I need the. You can't go. There's not an adult thing. All right. We need the chairs here, guys. Why don't you come up here? I'm going to give you each a uh, a plate and a chair. So, oh wait, guys. We need this, These two. We need that. That's, big, that's important stuff. So we got some treats here. Oh, what's this? Raw carrots. That sort of fits with the theme, right? Raw carrots. Yeah. Celery. Oh man, so good. Kale. Everyone's favorite. Let's dump it out. Dump it out. It's kale. Good. dump out the yeah, dump everything out except for maybe the red vines. That's not a good idea. Just just dump it out. It Get crazy. Have fun with it. Jeez, what's wrong with you? All right, Haley, come grab this plate. Wait, John, you're not sending yours. Who who's coming? Yeah, come on up, Levi. That's fine. All right, Shiloh, come here. Yeah, grab this baby. And you guys can sit down in this pla- in this seat right here. Okay, maybe on your knees if you if you're not tall enough. All right. here you go. Okay, now, guys, I want you to see what we got here on the table. Uh, You may need um, forks and knives, uh, depending on what you want. But here we have—you also might need some napkins. Uh, We have a whole bunch of stuff on this table. There's donuts. There's cake. um, There's Swedish fish. Dude. There's also a whole bag of kale. So I want to—are you familiar with Kale? It's one of it's uh, one of the world's greatest vegetables. I believe it's a superfood. So let's just dump some kale out. There we go. Dump some Swedish fish. So here's the deal, friends. Here's the deal. Um, I'm gonna give you the opportunity, you you lucky contestants. Not this. I don't want you to take my chocolate brownies. They look so good. No chocolate brownies. Uh, but you're gonna have the opportunity right now to put whatever you want on your plate. Okay. Whatever you desire. Okay? So, so go ahead and start, and if you, look, if you need that cake, you just cut yourself a slice. That's fine. It's all for you. It's all free now. Okay? Oh, Snickers? I love Snickers. Let's, don't take the Snickers. I want those. Okay. So go ahead, go ahead, uh, jump in. Grab what you want. Grab what you want. Feel free. There's no right or wrong here. There's just you and your desires. So grab, you know, don't don't hold back is what I'm saying. It's it's all for you, it's all awesome. Throw some more donuts out, okay? Good, those donuts stick together. A lot of high fructose corn syrup. Awesome. Okay. All right, are you guys you're happy? You got what you want. Okay. There's a lot of options here, so don't hold back. All right, Shiloh, what what did you get? Haley, what'd you get? I got a donut, a Swedish fish, and Skittles. And right. Oh, and a, it looks like a worm there with Diana some frosting gum- on it. That's great. Okay, Levi, what'd you grab? Um, I got a bunch of celery, carrots, Skittles, Swedish fish, um, gummy worms, and... Um, the kale, yeah. Kale. It's a really well-balanced... You want to take another shot, or are you good? Skittles? S- those things, The worms? trolly worms gummy worms okay it's all right uh now no uh Haley, why didn't you why didn't you grab any veggies i don't like veggies right okay good and now levi i noticed that you did grab some veggies why is that i really like all of this stuff. whoa someone has some really crazy parents all right <laughs> awesome okay uh guys you can go ahead and you can take your uh your place back to your seats um just munch away during the rest of the, the sermon, feel free. If you want to pass it along to friends and siblings, you can. Um, pretty good deal there. Uh, now, what, th- what this is meant to do is it's, it's meant to show you that there, uh, there-, there was no right or wrong there, right? It's like whatever they desire, that's what's good okay that's exactly what paul's saying that the pagan people did they just they looked and what and doesn't matter what your desires are it doesn't matter what you want what you there is no truth you there's only you and what you make the truth there's only you and what you make good and so just just like those kids were able to have whatever they want and whatever that we just affirmed it we said great job levi you want carrots knock yourself out haley you don't that's great it doesn't matter whatever you want is what's good that's the first thing on your note sheets Pagan idolaters in Paul's day and secular humanists in ours teach us that whatever we desire is good. This is a pretty interesting belief when you think about it. Uh, and it's, it's alive and well today. I mean, you notice uh, I, I, the kids are here, so I'm not going to give any uh, t- serious examples, but it's pretty nuts what people get told is good. If it's in your heart and you desire it, awesome. And so you see, if, if that's how you see the world, then really there is no problem with people, right? People are fine, right? People are great. Uh, that's, that's just, the, there's, human nature is awesome. Actually, yeah, go back, go back to the slide. Everything is awesome, right? Be you, do you, for you, right? That's a, it's such a pervasive notion now in our culture. We're actually living in a culture very similar to Paul's. So that's the first group. The first group of people, the philosophy, what they think about human beings is that everything is good. It's all good. Let's jump down to uh, chapter 2, and you're going to see another group of people that Paul encounters. Starting in verse 17, But if you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law, if you brag about your relationship to God, if you know the will of God, if you're taught by the law so that you can figure out the things that really matter, if you have persuaded yourself that you are a guide for the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an educator of the foolish, a teacher of infants, since you have the full content of knowledge and truth in the law, then why don't you who are teaching others teach yourselves? Do, do you notice this language? I to highlight it a little bit. It's all about enlightenment, Right? There's this, this sense of, of like, there, there's this group of people, and it's primarily the rabbis, uh, the rabbinic uh, Jews. Paul himself was apprenticed to a rabbi in his life, and so he knows this view very well. The rabbis believed that if you just could read the Old Testament, the Torah, the law, then you would understand right and wrong. So so notice the, the way that they think about life. They're going through life and they're like, what's wrong with people? Well, these people, they're they're blind, they're foolish, they're children, they're in the dark. What they need is they need someone to guide them, they need to have things opened up, they need to be educated, they need to be taught, right? And the type of of a of, of vision that, that this has for humanity, what is wrong with humans, is a little bit different. So, uh three more volunteers. Mm-hmm. We're pumped now. Okay, let's have at least one Malapard. Uh, let's have a Ballinger and a Mayo. All right. Okay, here you go, guys. I'm gonna give you a plate. Get in here. Cool shark tooth. Is that a shark tooth? Not too long. What is it? Um, a bone. A bone. That's cool. It's neat. Yeah, man. You just hop in right here. You're good. You're all good. You're good. You're good. You can have whatever you want. Don't listen to your parents. Okay, okay. whoa, 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 whoa. slow down, slow down. All right, but, but wait! Before you fill your plates, I just want to do a little 411, some information. Okay? Guys, look at me. Don't, don't look there. Don't look here. Okay. Look here. Great. Okay. Uh, here's the deal. So it turns out that the scientists did their science, and they found out that sugary treats are really bad for you. I'm not kidding. If you have too much sugar, your, your teeth can rot. When you get older, like me, you, like, it makes you sluggish and weak. Um, you're, it, you get this burst of energy, and then you crash, and you're miserable. And, and if you get into a habit of eating sugary treats right now, it might be bad for you for your whole life. On the other hand, eating fresh vegetables is one of the best ways to stay healthy and to make sure that you live a positive and productive life. We got that? Okay, have whatever you want. Go crazy. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't don't hold back. Like, remember, you're gonna have to eat this for the rest of the sermon. So, I mean, you figure what? That's another like 20 minutes. So make sure you got enough. Plus, you got to give it to your siblings. Tear open the red vines. Good call. All right. Uh huh. no one wants the cake. I mean, I thought the cake would. You, you want a slice of cake? All right, man. You got it. Big one or small one? Your choice. Um, small. Small. Okay. Little guy there. Oh, my goodness. All right. Awesome. That's super fun. Okay. I got a kale to be healthy. That's right. Okay. What would you get there, man? A kale, a cake, two um, gummy worms, whatever uh-huh. they call them. M&M's, a donut, a red vine. Okay, when he says a kale, he literally means one kale. <laughs> Just FYI. Okay. Yeah, Ryder, what you got here, bud? I got some gummy worms, two donuts, and some sweet Swedish fish. Excellent. Very good. Oh, whoa, what's this? What do you got here? I got two carrots, three Skittles, and a couple, a couple gummy worms, and nice. one red vine, and two swedish fish that's a pretty good haul buddy uh why why the carrots if i may ask because i like carrots he likes carrots wait i, I but i just gave you the stern lecture i enlightened you I, I informed you that that carrots are good for you and you're only doing it because you like them that's a shocker okay all right guys good thanks you can take those down and uh, snack on those awesome very cool very cool Yeah, so super interesting. Um, the rabbis, they thought that if they would just inform their pagan friends about what God wanted, then their pagan friends would be like, oh, cool, let's do that. It didn't work that way. So maybe there's something flawed about the way the rabbis saw human nature and humanity. In fact, uh, in, in our contemporary circumstances, I have a couple of photos of of what I, I think this might be like. Any of you kids watch that Ryan Toys review? You guys have never seen this guy? He he's got like thirty-five million. YouTube, he's he made eight million dollars last year. He's seven, um, and uh, yeah, what he does is he he his people send him toys, and then he opens the toys and plays with them and gives you a review, like this whether or not this is a good toy, and like and that's his thing. Um, Oprah there on the right. Oprah, her thing is, you know, she, she kind of invites experts to come in and is like, Hey, this is the way to live your life. This is the way to have a great life. You need to do this, that, or the other thing. And, And then when you're done, she like gives you like a free house or something and everyone cries. It's a, it's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. But what goes on with these people is they have special insight and they think that if they just share that insight with you, then you'll be able to live your best life now. Right? That's very similar to the way the rabbis thought. If they just shared with the pagan people, you know, what what the right thing to do is, then people would choose on their own to do the right thing. A lot of times we're sitting there, and maybe Oprah says something that makes a lot of sense. But have you noticed that as soon as Oprah's gone, you just go back to the way that you were doing things? When your life coach hangs up the phone, you're pumped for 30 minutes... And then you go back to the old way of doing things. When the leader guy has an incredibly inspiring sermon, you walk out the doors and forget the entire thing. (laughs) Assuming you were listening in the first place. Awesome! Uh, And really, Paul's noticed this. He's noticed that there is a class of people, and this is the next thing in your note sheets. um, Jewish rabbis in Paul's day, and live your best life now coaches in ours, teach that humans are capable of good if someone educates them. Uh, they, they just need to be educated, and then the inner, the inner desire to do good is going to take over, and, and people don't need to worry about evil anymore. Now, if you noticed, I, I gave like a really informative speech about the importance of eating vegetables, and nobody paid attention. Almost as if there's something about humans that we can't just educate away A little earlier in uh, in in Romans two, this is a a third type of people, probably the one closest to us here. Uh, Paul writes, "We know that uh, God's judgment agrees with the truth, and His judgment is against those who do these kinds of things." And if you, and this is he's talking to this third group, if you judge those who do these kinds of things while you do the same things yourself, think about this: Do you believe that you will escape God's judgment, or do you have contempt for the riches of God's generosity, tolerance, and patience? Don't you realize that God's kindness is supposed to lead to your change of heart? You are storing up wrath for yourself because of your stubbornness and your heart that refuses to change. God's just judgment will be revealed on the day of wrath. We kind of have to sort of think about the logic that's going on here to understand who Paul's talking to. But notice at the very end there, notice that, that, that in those important words, change your heart, your heart that refuses to change. Uh, the CEB adds the word heart um, in, in English in verse, at the end of verse 4. It's really just metanoia, the word for a turn or repent. However, um, I think it's a good choice because in the following verse, in verse 5, uh, Paul does use the word cardia for heart. And he says uh, you have a, car, a, a heart that's, that's, that's not changing, that's not uh, turning. It's, it's a metanoia. Okay? But what's the problem here? What's the issue? Is the issue what people are doing? Or is the issue what's going on in your heart? See, there's a a group of people, and, and Paul was one of them, the Pharisees, and they really believed that the most important thing was your behavior. You might remember Jesus. So Jesus, like the thing he's most mad at people about is hypocrisy. He's mad that there's people out there who are like, they, 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 the Pharisees, they pray at the right time, they eat on the right days, and yet their hearts are filled with, with hate. Their hearts are filled with greed. Their hearts are messed up. These are the kinds of people that Paul's talking to when he says um, that you're doing the same things yourself. The, the Pharisees aren't literally doing the bad stuff that they see around them. But in their hearts, they wish they could. And so they have—they're—they're a type of people who are focused entirely on changing external behaviors. Okay, a type of people who's focused entirely on changing external behaviors. All right, um, Christian, Riley, Chris, need you guys to come up. Need you guys to come up. We got uh, got some plates for you, fellas. This is high school representing. Uh, The Hormonally Charged Members of Our Congregation. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Okay, now here's the deal. I'm going to give you the opportunity to put whatever you want on your plate. But first, I'd like to educate you. Maybe you weren't paying attention, you were sleeping. The last one, it turns out that if you get into a habit of eating highly sugary, bad, junk food throughout your life, you're gonna be miserable, you're gonna die, uh, you're gonna be sad, blah, 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 blah. But if you eat lots of vegetables, then you're gonna live forever and be healthy the entire time. Got it? Okay, go ahead. Choose what you wanna, what you wanna choose. Anything you want, guys. Anything you want. Anything you want. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, like don't take the whole thing because I'm going to want that later but you can have some alright now here's the deal guys unlike uh, the kids because you're so much more mature uh, I'm going (laughs) to well done Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys have a taste a taste of did you take the whole box? that's bad for you! no food. no! only vegetables! only vegetables Okay, great Okay, sorry guys, sorry. Sorry, you're gonna have to have a plate full of vegetables. Sorry, that's how it works. Get the vegetables, get. You heard him. No, this one's got frosting, no good for you. Nope. You heard him, you heard what the man said. Get your vegetables and get out of here. Oh, <laughs> spite. Yeah, I got that. I felt the contempt, it was great. Oh my gosh. Okay. Dustin. Oh, I'll bring Dustin up. That's fine. All right, get out of here. <laughs> that was awesome. Right, show him, show them your vegetables, man. That's that's good. Hello. Lost that bag of donuts. Oh well. Now, what just happened here? So, we do we have? We're going to need someone to clean this. This is really gross. Um, it turns. So it turns out, uh, <laughs> you don't have to clean it. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so it turns out that, that uh, even when you educate people, right, even when you educate people about right and wrong, they still tend to do the wrong thing. And so there was a group of people that figured out a solution to the problem, the Pharisees. They figured out that what you need to do if you want to change behavior is you not only educate, but you provide a culture of accountability, right? Did you see how Ryan held them accountable? Ryan came in, he was like, no, you idiot, stop, and he... And he gently, gently removed uh, the horrible, bad things so that he could protect them. Right? Uh, in the ancient world, the Pharisees, they lived in this like community where they all held each other to a certain standard. And because they held each other to a certain standard, they didn't do those bad things. But nothing changed in their hearts. They still had greedy, deceptive hearts. They just weren't free to do what they want because they live in a community of accountability. In fact, um, yeah, there's Lee, Lee Emery. Uh, you might remember the drill instructor, right? That's kind of like the life. And in, in a lot of our, us as parents, we, we kind of tend to do the same thing with our kids. We want to shape them, move them in the right direction, and prevent them from doing bad things. And so we are really, really good at molding behavior. Uh, Thank God I was never in the military and had to go to boot camp, but my understanding is what they do in boot camps, they break you down. They give you no freedom. No, you are going to wake up at 5 a.m., and that's just how it's going to be. And so through that, they can create lasting changes of behavior, but nothing that changes the heart. The next thing, your note sheets. Pharisees in Paul's day and shallow religious conservatives in ours teach that humans are bad but can be fixed with teaching and accountability. I really do think um, that if you go to many churches, what you'll find is that the weekly lesson, if if you will, is something like, you need to have your finances in order. If you're not able to do that, we've got this awesome small group you can go to. And when you're in this small group, you're going to watch videos of this guy, and he's going to teach you how to do your finances. And then when you're done, you're going to be good at your finances, and as long as you stay accountable to the people in your group, you're going to do great. Aaron and I did this. It was super effective. We were in a small group about finances. We did a budget that was awesome. The small group ended. That train sailed, man. We went right back to all of our bad habits. Because you need accountability. What's interesting about these three views is that they're pervasive today. They were pervasive in Paul's day. What's so fascinating about them is they all have one thing in common. And that's this. If this is what humans are like, they don't need a Savior who dies. If this is what humans are like, one, two, or three, they don't need a Savior who dies and is raised from the dead. I mean, if it's the first group, you don't need a Savior at all because everything's good, do what you want. Everything is awesome. If it's the second group, The second group, all you need is for someone to come and tell you the truth. So presumably the Messiah, the chosen one, would come and enlighten everybody as to what the the law really teaches. If it's the third, then really what the Messiah needs to do, and this is what the Pharisees thought he was going to do, he needs to come, tell you how to live, and then he needs to be emperor and make sure everybody does it. Accountability. The divine, you know, drill instructor. The divine parent. He comes, he says, this is what God wants, and if you don't do it, I'm going to slap you. But he definitely doesn't need to die. Hmm. I want to jump uh, to Romans 7, where Paul begins to kind of dig into what he thinks is wrong with human beings. And the reason he got to this is because he recognized that something is wrong with us, and it's so wrong that someone has to die. He writes, but sin, I notice I've capitalized this. A lot of New Testament scholars do this now, um, and I'll explain why in just a second. But sin seized the opportunity and used this commandment to produce all kinds of desires in me. Sin is dead without the law. I used to be alive without the law, but when the commandment came, sin sprang to life and I died. So the commandment that was intended to give life brought death. Sin seized the opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and killed me. language is so weird, right? Can we just highlight some of those those verbs? Sin seized. It produced. It sprang to life. It seized. It deceived. It killed. It's almost as if sin isn't just you making a choice. It's almost as if sin is somehow alive, somehow real. Paul goes on uh, in just a few, few more verses, he, uh, he says, we know the law is spiritual, but I'm made of flesh and blood, and I'm sold as a slave to sin. Don't worry about the law stuff. We'll talk about that in a different Sunday. Um, I, I don't know what I'm doing because I don't do what I want to do. Instead, I do the thing I hate. But if I'm doing the thing that I don't want to do, I'm agreeing the law is right, but now I'm not the one doing it anymore. Instead, it's sin that lives in me. D, you, let's, you and me, man, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's see it. Okay, now Dustin, here's the deal. You're a disciple of Christ, like me, on my good days. And you and I both know that um, we should be eating a lot more vegetables. right? So here's the deal, man. I know that this is tempting. I know it's awesome, and it looks like you're going to really want this. But but you and me, man, we're going to do the right thing. You feel me? We're going to do the right thing because it's important for us to set a good example for our kids. It's important for us to be respected in the church. So, so let's let's put together a really, really good plate of deliciousness. Here you go. All right, really good. Okay, awesome. So, okay, okay, I'm going to do this. I really want, I, you know, I want the cake, but I know it's, I know it's you wrong. Want that rabbit food? No, I, no, I do. I, I do. No, 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 hey. no! Come here, come here. Wait. Just grab on. No, 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 no. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like how this is going. This feels. This feels that's, so wrong. That's not that big. And yet so right. You put it right there. Uh, here. Let's get you some. Oh, uh, I don't know. A Wait a minute. Guy. What am I doing? What's going on here? You know what? No 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 you've been good this week. Let's cut you a real big okay. piece. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's That's not Hey, bad. if we do it together, it's fine, I right? Think, uh, I think we can afford yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, 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 just sl- that right over there on your plate. No, plate I don't I don't I can't see. This, no, this no, is no, this no, is no, wrong. No. I don't just Grab it. Grab uh, okay, it. Okay. Take a hold of the plate. Tom okay. okay. um, enjoy. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh. It oh. It's so good when it touches your lips. No, that's Robert's food. Oh. That's, that's, oh my gosh. No, no. Mm. Oh. Dustin. Just take it, man. It feels oh there it is. That's, 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 oh, that was uh, what a fun meal this has been. Thanks, buddy. Dude, just you're ridiculous. Also, I hope I don't need my glasses for the rest of this, because uh, that's not happening. Um, try to just sort of ignore my face, uh, and uh, we'll take care of that in a second. Um, oh my gosh! Okay, Ryan Gates, what a guy! Ryan Gates. Right. We'll just we'll just end this quickly. Okay, um, he did what I told him, so you know, awesome. Okay. Uh, did, did you notice there that uh, that Paul, he, he says this, he says, I don't do what I want to do. I know it's right. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. And I've been in this community of of, of accountability, and, and we've done all the, the right stuff, and yet I find that my heart hasn't changed. My heart's still the same. And... And I find myself doing exactly what I... It's almost as if someone put their hands over mine and and just made my choices for me. There's this power that is inside of me. There's a power that's inside of all of humanity. A power that is evil and pervasive and deeply rooted. And it is causing us to die. He imagines sin sort of like the way we might imagine a virus. Um... When you get a virus, when I get a cold, uh, what happens is, you know, we know the viruses are living creatures. They come, they find a host, right? They they jump in, um, they start moving around, and as a result of the virus, I have certain symptoms, right? Like I have a runny nose, and my throat hurts, um, maybe a, a small fever, and there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, all the emergency in the world, all the thieves, I try it all, it doesn't change the fact that I'm miserable. All the NyQuil... The symptoms are still there and there's nothing I can do about it until the virus has run its course, until it's finished with me. Paul imagines that sin is like a virus and it starts moving through you and instead of producing a, a runny nose and a, and a hurt throat, instead of those things, what sin starts doing is it produces death. Little deaths all around you, broken relationships. You know, lies, deception, failure, misery, wherever you go, it just, keep, it just keeps following you. This, this, this absolute disaster of life just keeps following. and produces little death after little death after little death. And finally, when it's run its course, it kills you. Paul diagnoses the human condition as fundamentally, massively, crazily, way more destructive and and, and confused and broken and, and destroyed than anyone had ever thought before. He says we're infected. We're infected with the power of death. And it is going to live through us and produce death in accordance with our own desires, wherever we go, until it finally kills us. That's the uh, last thing in your note sheets. Paul teaches that sin is an evil power that has infected, enslaved, and killed human beings. So, on that cheery note, we'll end the sermon. Alright, but here's the deal. So here's the deal. The deal is this. Uh, if you want to know what what God's gonna do about sin, what Paul has realized, if you want to know how God is going to deal with this problem, if in fact this is the real deal, the real problem, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it next week. I want you to know this though. Think about this, think about this, and if you really want to do your homework, go to Romans six uh four through eleven and think about this. Whatever God is gonna do about sin, this infection, this enslaving, this killing it's going to require the Messiah to die and be raised from the dead. Um, I want to leave you just uh, with, 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 with this. Uh, it's all fun and games, you know, we're, having, we're being silly here, and that's fun, and that's awesome. Um, but I wonder the extent to which we, uh, as Christians in this place, have bought in to the notion that, hey, you know, you do you. It's all good. Everything is awesome. I wonder how much we've bought into the notion that, oh, I just need to find the right, you know, regimen and the right life coach and the right, you know, way to live my life. And once once I've learned it, once I've discovered it, then everything's going to be good. I wonder the extent to which we've turned uh, Christianity into basically like AA with, um, with Jesus. In AA, you know, it's like it's all about changing a behavior. You know, if you have the disease of of alcoholism or drug addiction, you can't control it. And so you have to have a a community of accountability that changes that behavior. But is that all we're doing? Or are we recognizing on a daily, weekly basis that the problem is way worse than we had any idea about. Are we so inured? Are we living these comfortable middle to upper middle class lives? And so we sail through without actually thinking that something very damaging, very very brutally evil and vicious has attacked us and the people we love and may be producing death all around us. Are we aware of that? And if we're not, we just start looking for it. Let's pray. Gracious God, um, thank you so much for this church and this family of people. Thanks for uh, all our our kids and and youth. And uh, thank you for the way that they're being um, instructed and and led to to love you and to follow you. God, I pray that uh, we as people will not buy into the lies of our culture or Paul's culture, the lies that say, it's all good, everything's great. Whatever you want is good. The lies that say all you need to know know is just learn some new things and everything's going to be fine. The lies that say all you need to do is just change your behavior, change your actions with the people around you. Instead, God, I pray that we will have our hearts opened to the notion, the recognition that evil is real and it's buried in our hearts. And that only something radical can set us free. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.